know it's funny all the time For all the guys, super nice L-I-L, London for Live Hello, good evening. Oh, good evening. I don't know what time you're listening to this. What time are you listening to this? Let's say you're listening to this first thing in the morning. You've just woken up and you'll make some breakfast and you're listening for some reason you want to listen to this uh, during that time. Brave choice. I don't know how this podcast would fall on on uh, raggedy, sensitive morning ears. Um, I'm, I'm actually... The tone of my voice is different. I'm not shouting. Normally, I start the show with a big scream. So, lucky you today. Good choice. Um, if you're listening to this in the afternoon, what, you're at work, perhaps, at your desk, and you're listening to... Oh, quick, turn it off, your boss is coming. All right, he's gone. All right, uh, very good. Uh, nice work. I hope you have a good technique for that. Um, if you're in the evening, I hope you're sitting comfortably. Uh, with a nice beverage of choice, whatever makes you feel most relaxed, whether that's a hot cocoa or a whiskey. And um, have you got a pet? Is your pet sitting on your lap? No? Well, call it up. Go on, get it up there. Very good. Now start stroking. Good. Now you should start feel your blood pressure dipping and find a lot more, like, kind of... Uh, peace in your mind and suddenly you're you stop thinking about all the troublesome stuff in the world all you're thinking of is about your dog or cat's back which part of it do you think it would like a scratch on think about a cat's let's just say you have a cat right now what's the cat's anatomy me and my dad had this discussion my dad mustafa frequent contributor to the show um we had this discussion the other day we we're talking about which parts of our cat can he reach when he wants a good scratch, my dad thinks it's between the ears on the back of the head. He He's like, yeah, there's no way Claude could reach that. And I'm like, of course he can. That's the easy part. I, I like to think that a cat's hard to reach spot, let's call it a blind spot, is kind of the base of the back, just right at the, at the base of the tail kind of thing where the tail meets the back. I like to give that a little scratch. And the cat always seems to appreciate that as if it's fur that hasn't been unruffled for weeks sometimes and um my dad's like no the ears dad you're an idiot my dad's an idiot okay happy is the cat happy good let's get started then shall we uh joining me in the studio today from uh pretty faces uh which is a great sketch group and improv uh, it's time to time group and uh, the left at first left at first who we've had on the show before but without Andrew uh, and now we have Andrew Andrew Rogers is here good afternoon Ving good <laughs> e- good afternoon hello good afternoon Ving to you too <laughs> I don't know when you're listening to this yeah neither do I no one does Although unless you're li- listening live then yeah. you're listening now welcome welcome and hopefully you're enjoying a beverage somewhere in the middle of a hot cocoa or a whiskey yeah there are two people listening right now oh hey guys what kind of people do you think they are, Andrew? I like to call you Angel. <laughs> Please do. Okay. <laughs> Angel. All right, Angel. Mi nombre es de Angel. I don't. I, I picture them with one with a hot cocoa, mm-hmm. one with a whiskey. But they have they, in a sequence of hilarious events. One of them's poured milk into the whiskey. I actually that's a White Russian, isn't it? No, it's not. Mate. Is it not? No, a White Russian is vodka, Kahlua, and oh milk. wow! Yeah. I oh, I need to brush up. Yeah. That's probably why I got fired. <laughs> Do you like cocktails? I like old fashions. That's yeah, just a whiskey too. with orange peel and sugar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and a bit of bitters. That's lovely. Yeah, it's wicked. Zombies can be fun. Have you ever had a whiskey sour? Uh, yes, remind me. Awesome. Uh, it's it's whiskey and lemon and a bit of sugar. Oh yeah. Uh, but sometimes, if you have a good bartender, this is a nice tip for you, Doctor Listney. If you have a good bartender and you order a sour, whether it's a whiskey or vodka or mm-hmm. gin sour uh, or rum, uh, I can keep listing booze, but just <laughs> go ahead and just just imagine it could be done with any booze. Uh, a good bartender will ask you if you want egg whites with that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Andrew? Egg whites in a drink. I think egg wh- I think food and drink should be separate. Ooh. Absolutely separate. Oh my goodness. What do you mean? The, the closest you get to mixing food and drink is cereal. Okay. Or soup. Okay. What about juice? No, that's a drink. Yeah, no, no matter how from many bitty from... the orange is, it's a drink. It comes from a fruit. It comes from a food, though. 
It, it does, but I don't need a knife and fork to consume it, so it's a drink. Okay, so the same logic applies to your egg whites in a cocktail, no? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to admit that, so no. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. And you shake up the egg whites with the cocktail, and it gives it a nice frothy texture. The problem being, the first five minutes, it's the most delicious drink. But if you leave it for longer than that, the egg uh, aroma really starts to come uh, through, and it can ruin the Does drink. it actually combine with the whiskey or what yeah, have you? very nicely. Or does it separate? Oh, But I think after a while, it starts to separate, okay. and that's why you can pick up the egg tones yeah. after I'll about five, eight minutes. I will but, try that. Um, it's a good drink. Ah. Welcome to the show, Andrew. First time on. Not at all. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure, dude. And um, and once again, we're doing a one-on-one, two-prov edition. Woo. Just two of us. Uh, this is a strange way to introduce you to the show, because this isn't how it normally is. There's normally a lot more raucous energy in the room, and I normally have a sidekick uh, <laughs> telling me to shut up every five seconds. Uh, like a really mouthy Robin. Yes. Robin? Batman. Yeah. Yeah, if Robin was more critical of Batman. But I think Robin is kind of in constant admiration of Batman, isn't he? Yeah, I'd like to see that version of Batman and Robin, though. Robin, Robin, come in here. What, what, what is it? Um, look, at these, um, look at this CCTV footage I've, I've seen. Uh, you know the bank robbery last night? Yes. I've been studying the footage, and I, I think the penguin was behind this. Okay. Should we should we go find the should we go find him? Should we go find the penguin? Well, I was thinking rather than just going up and finding him and beating him up as we normally do, I was thinking we could play along, Khan. Mess with his mind. As in like let him get away with more burglaries in the meantime. But while he does so, slowly twist and cavort his mind until he drives himself insane. Uh, Here's uh, my plan. Okay. I've, I've I'm going to contact every bank in Gotham. Right. And put bird pellets outside of the doors and, uh, okay. and be inviting to birds. But then once they're inside, I'm going to also have a chicken abattoir installed in every bank so that birds are being tortured and killed and plucked in, in every bank and, and uh, slowly try and turn this city into an anti-bird ba- Batman. city. Batman, can I... And then eventually Batman. everyone in Gotham will Batman. hate birds and wherever Batman. the penguin goes, Batman. he'll be met with... Batman. What? What, Robin? Can I, can I stop you there? What? Couple of quick questions. Okay. How does that affect the penguin? A. And B. Is this not just going to be very inconvenient for the bank goers? C. Will this not turn the public against all winged beasts, a.k.a. bats? Or robins? Robin. Yes. You really cut to the heart of me, don't I'm you? just poking logical holes in this plan. <laughs> That's all I'm doing, Batman. Okay. Okay, well, uh, how about this? We we install a slippery slide into the door of This every... just sounds amusing. Wait, what? You didn't even let me finish, Robin. I, do, I don't need to. I just want to get in, I just want to get involved in this one. <laughs> okay, what do you what do you plan then? What do you think we should I do? I was going to call the cops. That's that's what I was going to do. 911. Let's hit that. But I'm Gotham's greatest crime fighter. We don't need police. We've got me, Batman. <sighs> okay, Batman, let's go. Yay! <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, that was a little insight into a cynical Robin there, if you're interested. Um, all right, we haven't even warmed up yet, Andrew. What are we doing doing scenes? That's against protocol. Protocol. We don't do scenes until we warm up, my friend. Oh, yes. shall we go back in time and rewind and undo that? Mm. It's time for a warm-up game called One to One. One. Two. One. Yes, it's time for One to One, where uh, we tell a story one word at a time, but uh, instead of just carrying on in that fashion, once we've both said one word, we go to two words at a time, then three, then four, then five. And then once we reach five, we have to go back down four, three, two, one. And so we know where the end of the story is coming. Because normally when you play these kind of games, you keep going until you find an end. But we know the end is coming and we have to reach an end before that end comes. There's going to be no Inception ending here. <laughs> no. All loose ends are going to be tied Oh, up. no, I hope not. Ah, oh, well, let's find out. I'm going to give a, get a one word suggestion just to influence us. Say stop. Stop. Chairs. Chairs. <laughs> Chairs is our word. All right, um, so let's start. 
Billy fancied buying his mother a lovely velvet chair for her to sit upon and gaze at all she has ever ruled over. She was the Queen of Belgium. But Belgium was a country that hated chairs viciously. No more chairs, cried the people. The chairs quietly sulked back home. She's crazy like a fool. time for daddy issues uh, my favorite portion of the show is where we uh, listen to a pre-recorded interview i do with my dad um yeah you can wear headphones if you like andrew it will be coming out the speakers too whatever you're comfortable with mate no worries um and it, well no so <laughs> andrew's just put on some headphones and he's awkwardly leaning forward and he looks really uncomfortable <laughs> if you want it, yeah the cable's not long enough I know if you want you can just sit back whatever man whatever we'll figure it out uh, so I'm gonna I, I have a free form conversation with my dad because uh, he has a really interesting upbringing childhood young adult life he, my dad's just an interesting guy he's from Syria he's from a northern town of Syria called Latakia mm-hmm. and um, we get some nice stories out of him so we're gonna play the tape now cool and then afterwards we'll have if you want to ask me any questions or we'll have a little chat about it and then we'll jump into an improv scene sounds good uh, so please take it away me <laughs> thanks me I'm here with me and my wonderful lovely dad and sleepy dad Mustafa Karkuti hello yeah you did it hi bub um, you know what the deal is I'm gonna say a word you say the first word comes to your head Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. Okay then. Okay, lemon. Juice. Circle. Square. Mm. Mattress. Sleep. Sleep. You're asleep right now. <laughs> I came woke you up for this, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. Sorry about that. It's okay. No problem. I just had a rough night. Well, not really rough night. A late night. Because last night I had a deadline and I was writing. You still write? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. You write about two articles a week currently on average. Four articles a month. And you go on uh, various two, news two programs. Two in Arabic and two in English. And I appear in various programs in both languages. So you're still an active journalist? Yeah. Or is it more opinion-based stuff you do now? You're not out there investigating anymore. No, no, no. No more investigative. How does your current no. days compare to when you first got into journalism? How did you first get into journalism? By by chance, simply, really. Um, I didn't uh, plan it, anyway. I, I, I loved the job, always, but I never dreamt of being one. I simply went to a local news... Uh, uh, agency. Where? In Beirut, that is. Capital of Lebanon. Capital of Lebanon. I was there uh, uh, studying, so I needed a job to pay the fees and pay the cost of my living and all that. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, you know, I, I simply asked him for extra job in the evening. And he knew at that time the owner of that uh, news agency. Uh, it was privately owned. That agency used to do uh, journalistic services and sell the stuff to newspapers and magazine and all that. So I uh, went to him. He, I started with him there as a press cutter you know press cutting is no I used to cut articles in newspapers and paste them on a four size uh, sheet of paper for the archive 
So, oh. Uh, but you'd literally cut and paste? Cut and paste. Literally. With scissors and glue? Scissors and glue, no doubt about that. <laughs> I think people have forgotten that's what that actually yeah. comes from. And certainly often the article or the materials I would cut in the newspapers are at least three or four times the size of the A4 size paper I'll stick on them. So I used to fold them neatly, exactly the size of the A4 size. Oh, so it'd like fold out? Fold out, in a way, yeah. And uh, sometimes you get an article exactly the same size of the A4. Yeah. So that was easy. And that's easy. like a, your dream your dream job, is when they're the right size. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I did that for about a year, year and a half. That was extra job, by the way, and summer job, because my full-time job, I was a teacher working for the private sector. And being non-Lebanese, holding no work permit, I was paid nine months only not 12 months. Oh. So, yeah. So you got less than a year's wages in a year? That's right. But you didn't pay tax? Uh, no, of course not. Nobody paid tax in, in, uh, in Lebanon, unless you are a big businessman. So how did they rebuild roads and signs and stuff? Well, they borrow money. They live on borrowed money all the time. And uh, that's the state of Lebanon. That's how it is. Uh, they do, I mean, uh, they did have uh, tourism and agriculture and all that. Every country on earth, they uh, always uh, have, uh, 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 they are broke. So tell me about the moment, the specific time you went from cutting and pasting other people's articles to the first time you wrote an article and it was published. Oh yes, I mean, uh, the, 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 the man I was working for, after a period, he asked me, look, uh, I need to translate something quickly. Uh, can you do it for me? I said, I'll try. I did. And he liked my writing. Uh, two or three days later, he asked me, uh, do you want to try to write stuff, you know, uh, become kind of uh, journalist? Not reporter, nothing, you know, just it is, it is office work. Mm -hmm. You just... Uh, rewrite materials yeah so you get a news story and you have to make it into yeah, a sort of into a, into an article depending on sources of course from newspapers mm. and magazines uh, this kind of things so he tried me a few times and he liked me and he said okay I'll I used to get about 50 uh, Lebanese pounds in those days he said I'll give you double and, and give you a hundred from now on. Uh, I did carry on doing the press cutting, but I was also doing journalistic stuff for him. Uh. That's how I really started. And what was your first ever... And by the way, there was no... I, I never signed in, you know. It's the materials you write in that place goes out in the name of the place. It was called Orient Press. Oh, you never had your name on it? No, oh. not when I was working for it. But three years later, I had an opportunity to give, to uh, write a book review for a monthly magazine mm. in Beirut also. I think it was in 1969. It was then the first time ever I saw my name physically under the book review, which I wrote. What, I, month, what month was it? It was in July. In so the it was the summer, summer of 69? 69. Wow, what a and big year. Now the big surprise is for that only book, book review for that paper, I was paid £75, which is almost my monthly <laughs> wage. <laughs> wage. <laughs> wow. So I was over the moon. I spent, once I got the money, cash it was, I spent about half of it partying with my friends. Wow. Yes. And a party in Beirut in 69 is oh, going to be was. quite a party. Isn't quite, it? quite something it was. Wow. Did you smoke lots of hash in Beirut? Uh, not a lot. I did, but not a lot. Naughty boy. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Back to me in the studio. 
Yes, thank you, me. That was my dad with, uh, you could say, a, a more dull story than what we're used to hearing from him. He's normally like telling us stories, action stories of when he was a kid jumping and climbing and swimming. Had he just woken up? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, he'd that. literally just woken up. That's. Oh, sorry for all the the rumbling and the, the noises during that, but we were doing the interview on his bed. Okay. So you could hear the mattress shifting and stuff. Uh in the background, but Your yeah, father has goes. an amazingly soothing voice. He does, doesn't he? He's a he's a professional. Um, you know, he appears on the media a lot, so oh, yeah, he knows how to present himself, even Amazing. if he's dishevelled and half naked and, <laughs> and just woken up. Um, yeah. Next on the BBC. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the morning hour with Mustafa <laughs> That would be amazing to see a breakfast show. Uh, Mustafa, do you have do you, do you have any trousers on? No. No, not. Uh, it is not my requirement to have trousers. <laughs> I. It's not in the job description. I, I wouldn't rush the duvet. It wouldn't be amazing to see a breakfast show where they're actually in bed, <laughs> doing <laughs> like it a like Big Brother meets This Morning sort of thing. Yeah, like This Morning, but yeah, presented from a bed, like under a duvet. Yeah, and they just have guests come and I want to see more. Of that. I want to see TV represent the time of day that you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, more, you know that. Why don't they have breakfast? So like maybe who's wearing a suit at four in the mo- at six in the morning? Yeah. So mm. like if you're watching Bravo at two o'clock in the morning, it can just be like somebody who plays loads of computer games eating Doritos, <laughs> or AKA me. <laughs> Hello, welcome to breakfast with Mike. I'm Mike. It's, <sighs> it's, and this is my co-host, what Steve Hasty, Mike. Right, I've told you, just because I'm in the living room when you're filming this doesn't make me a co-host. Well, you're here, and... Uh, is this camera the, on? Yeah, th- this is being broadcast on BBC Two, I'm wearing mate. my boxes. This is live, mate. We're on BBC Two right now. I don't know, they've paid me five grand a month Am I, am I getting show. any of that money? Yeah, you're, you're, I did put you in the contract as my co-host, oh. so you're going to get three grand a month. Oh, cool. You've not got a creative creator credit, so um, you don't get okay. the extra bump. But yeah, this is a job now, mate. Oh. So yeah, good morning. You're, we're watching Breakfast with Mike. Steve, my co-host, What's what did you... How do we even do this? What did you dream about last night? Uh, I, oh. I, I, I dreamt go. about a lot of things. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I had a dream where one of my actor friends was shouting their name at me the other night. Mm. That was weird. Or just shouting their own name at you. Yeah, they were just shouting, Lizzie! At you. Lizzie! And then what happened? No, that was it for about five minutes. Oh, wow. It was a really weird dream that actually happened to me. Well, luckily joining us... Uh, on, in the studio is a dream expert to to break down this dream. Hello, dream expert. Hello, yeah. Good morning. Um, this is terribly unconventional. Yeah, I know. It's the modern world. We represent real life on telly now. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I, I suppose. Um, yeah, Steve. This is Doctor Chip Bannon. Hi, hi Doctor Chip. Um, hi. Yes. Good. Good morning to you too. So she was screaming her own name at you repetitively, yes. was she? Yes, it was her own name, just screamed at my face a hundred decibels. It seems that your friend Lizzie, you're suffering from guilt, huge amount of guilt for not paying enough attention to Lizzie, your friend. Is is she going through anything particularly um, troubling at the moment? Oh, she was fired the other day. Oh, and and have you called her up to say? Well, I've WhatsApped her. Um, well, you see, so you, you're feeling a subconscious amount of guilt for not giving her the proper attention. Uh, you see, a WhatsApp uh, I mean, doesn't necessarily denote true friendship. You know. I mean, you, what, what what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go oh, to her actual oh, house and oh, write on her wall? Oh, I'm not here to judge. I'm just t- trying to explain what your dream might mean. Do you really think, in your true heart of hearts, that a WhatsApp me- message was a sufficient way to express your condolences I to ye- a real friend? I used a sad face emoji. It's Interesting, yes. It seems this modern world has provided many ways for us to keep in contact, but has also depleted the ways for us to stay in touch. That's oh. real interesting, Dr. Chip. Thanks, mate. Um, well, that was our dream analysis segment. I guess it's time for our next segment. What are you having for breakfast? Bum, 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 bum. What are you having for breakfast? Yeah. Breakfast in the morning. Yeah, this is a segment where we talk about what we're having for breakfast. I've got a bit of Chinese takeaway left over from last night, and 
I think the easiest things I'm just going to eat this cold because it's right here on the table. Steve, you have to reheat that. No, I, I don't know. It looks so. No, right it's, it's to a me. food poisoning health hazard. It, it really is. Well, it's I, I, I kind of like cold food when it's it's a strange thing like a Domino's pizza. I quite like it when it's cold. Like the next day, I much prefer it to when it was fresh. It, I've got this fruit weird and veg about me. Like I, I like weird food. I suppose. Um, but you know, Steve. Um, What's wrong with an apple? But it's here. It's already on the table. There's, it's there's just an apple been in the fruit bowl, just night. five five yards there's, yonder. There's half a joint there in the ashtray, and this uh, is not how you should start a day, Steve. Dregs of my cider from last night. So I might. This looks like a breakfast to champions. That's what they call it, isn't it? <laughs> N- name me one champion who's won anything on marijuana and cider. <laughs> um, Woody Harrelson. What? He's he's an actor, isn't he? Yeah, but he smokes a lot of weed. Okay. Um, but what are you having for breakfast, Steve? Cereal. What cereal is it today? Cornflakes with you, some raisins. Oh, you put raisins on there. That's really interesting. Yeah. How do you think that the raisins complement the flakes of corn? They, they, they're cornflakes, Steve. You don't have to... Putting things in the wrong order doesn't make it interesting, I think, Steve. I think it's really interesting how like you... you Contrast the crunchiness of the flake with the squidginess of a raisin. It, it's not an interesting dish, Steve. It's milk, cornflakes, hey, and raisins. Hey, I'm Mike. You're Steve. Why do you? Why are you getting our names? Because mixed I'm up? actually angry at you, me. I'm angry at everyone. You're okay. You're doing what Lizzie was doing in your dream. You're shouting your own name at me. Well, maybe well, I got I fired. Think that's very fascinating. What are you still doing here, Doctor Chip? Well, I just found it interesting that he's become the actual subject of his dream himself by shouting his own name at you, Mike. I find that very fascinating. I, well, thanks, but that segment's over, uh, Doctor Chip. We're talking about our breakfasts now. I need but to do go you to find, work. Do you find Steve that like when the milk kind of sets into the cornflakes that uh, they get a bit softer and does that ruin the cornflake for you or make it better when the cornflakes get soft? Mike, how many viewers do you get? It's BBC Two, mate. We've got like three point four million viewers. I every thought that day. was a joke. Mm-mm, this is what the I people thought you were on like BC Two or something. Some like terrestrial channel that only three people watch. As you can see, viewer um, Steve is now putting his trousers on. Yeah, and, do you mind getting out of my bedroom? Buttoning up his shirt, mate. We do this show from a bed. That's the point. And, you know, my, my bed's just a futon on the floor, so I can't really do it in there. Yeah, can't you afford a real bed if you're being paid five grand a month? Hey, mate, it's just the first week, pal. We, we've not got there. I haven't even got my first paycheck yet. Anyway, our next segment, we've got an animal expert in. He's going to bring in a variety of... What? Mike. We're bringing a variety of, of animals. Are they venomous? From the local, uh, I don't know yet, mate. We're going to just see what he brings in from the local animal sanctuary. Please welcome. Those things are rabid. Please welcome Professor Jeff Sessions. Good evening. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I believe you've got a variety of animals you want to show I do. us. That's really great. I love animals. You know, I really like panthers. I'm thinking of getting a tattoo of one. Do it, Professor. Do you? Do if you, you can get it lying on top of a rose. What is there? A, I, I, you're not the first person who said that. But is there a natural uh, relationship between the panther and the rose? Yeah, panthers are allergic to roses. Oh, I guess it's that's to the, symbolise I, the, the unification of life and death. Oh, that's beautiful. So Thank you. What, I just made it up. What animals you got for us, Prof? prof? Can I call you Prof? I you can, can call me whatever you like. What animals you got for us, mate? I've got a small llama. Oh, we can bring it in. Yeah. Oh, Getting wow. up the stairs Look was a bit that. of a bitch, but Look it's here. What do you think of that, Steve? I, this is unsavory. Look, this is a health and safety hazard. He's getting up hazard. on the bed with us. Like, I'm pretty sure this is... No, don't get it in the bed. So, <laughs> pro- Professor, get it out of the bed. Tell us a bit about the llama. He's, he's called Alan. No, the llama in general. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Whatever. Oh. Just tell us stuff. He's, well, okay, well, this llama is generally called Alan. No, the llama, the species, about why okay. we should care about llamas. Okay. <laughs> well, a lot of llamas are called Alan. Okay. And they they make, I'm not going to lie, they make awful pets. They uh, poo everywhere. Are we likely they to vomit. see a llama? <laughs> oh, there it goes, there. Go, what the hell? Are we likely Come to on! see, Professor, a llama in... In the in nature in in the UK here is it like to be honest with you you're more likely to see one in mainstream media. Interesting. Oh, like that Disney movie. Disney movies. 
real life movies. I'm pretty sure Alarm was actually a stunt double for Michael Caine recently. No, is, I could they, be wrong. Are they endangered at all? Oh, very much so. Stunt doubles are very dangerous occupation. No, llamas. Yeah. Okay, what else have you got for us? Oh, loads. I've got a python. Oh, okay, let's bring the python no, in. No, don't, don't bring the fucking python in! Just pop it there on the desk. Oh, oh come on! That's beautiful, Professor. That's really... This python is called animal. Alan. Hi, Alan. Are you talking to the python or the llama? Wait, they're both called Alan? Yeah. Oh. If I were you, I'd get ready for that, because that's a pattern. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. I call all of my animals Alan. Why? I've also got two children. Both of them are daughters. Guess what their names are? Alan? Yeah. Oh, dude. People thought, oh, he'll name them Alana. Nope. Alan. Oh, yeah. But that's... What's your obsession with the name Alan? I just like it. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. We're going to have to go to a commercial break now uh, while I try and calm Steve down. This is unacceptable. Do you like milk? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the little show. London What is it? To love's tales of teenage torment today. So I've got in front of me a. Oh my god. How bad this is it? This is awful. Um, so I've got in front of me a scrapbook of mine from when I was a teenager between the ages of like 14 and 17. The formative years. And I really thought I was going to be like a singer-songwriter right. when I grew up, and I was writing lyrics. And I ha- all these lyrics did have chords at some point, but some of them are written down, like the music, but some of them aren't. Um, oh my God, this is awful. And it's just really cringeworthy. I'm just trying to be super sincere and metaphorical with my lyrics, but they're... Fucking awful. Oh, are we doing a scene based off of this? Because yeah. I, by the way you're describing it, I just want to listen to these lyrics for the remainder of the show. <laughs> no, we only do one per show. Otherwise, we'll use them all up. Uh, there's a finite amount here, <laughs> unless I get back into songwriting. Um, <laughs> oh no, we did this one last week, so I'm just gonna do the next one up. So which ones have we done? So yeah, yeah, we've done that one. On the proud, yeah, we did the one about the animals. What? Okay. Um, Let's just do this one. This is the next one on... on. Oh, I'm sitting there trying to pick one. Whichever one I pick, it's going to be f- fucking embarrassing. Um, good. If it was really good, I wouldn't want to hear it. I just want you to sing it. Oh, sing it? No, we don't sing it. We just say it. Oh, no, if it was good. Oh, if it was good. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll do this. I haven't got a co-host. Normally, the co-host reads it. Um. So either I read it or you read it. Would you like to? Yeah, let's go for it. Not very good. Good luck with my handwriting, mate. Um, So, go ahead. I I haven't even looked at these for years, um, apart from just now when I was flicking through them. Okay. So, go ahead, Andrew. You can read this song. This is Teenage Wankst. He's going to read out my song lyrics, and then we're going to see what happens after that. You say it's black and white, but your plan's not watertight. Mm. You complain... That try as you might, there's a fading light in my heart tonight. <laughs> oh, so many rhymes. <laughs> I might not be able to finish this. <laughs> you, you can say that all night long, but you will still be wrong. You can complain till the birds sing their song to the morning and I'll be gone. The next one's in capital letters, so I'm going to yell it. Oh, no. Make a compromise! <laughs> And I'll look past the lies. It's easy. Don't just call it black and white. Make sure it's watertight. It's easy. Rub the rules off of the paper. We can discuss them later. Do not be a traitor, love-hater. Dictator. It's double-sided, mate. <laughs> no, but why am I squeezing in so many rhymes? Into oh, no, every dictator line? takes up maybe a pixel on this page. Oh my god. You know inside your chest I won't settle for second best. And then you've scribbled out a line. I don't read it if it's scribbled out. What did the, is that it? Yeah. Well, what's the scribbled outline? Even if we have to leave the nest, nevertheless. Oh, end. I didn't I couldn't think of a third rhyme. 
Whoa. That was so, a thing of beauty. Yeah? It's a lot of rhymes crammed in. It, there are a lot of rhyming words and couplets in that, in that verse. You complain that try as you might, there's a fading light in my heart tonight. <laughs> I think I was watching a lot of shooting stars at the time. <laughs> Random light, cool. pick at the, the sight of your delight. It's time to call the dove from above. <laughs> cool. So what the hell what was that about? Georgie Dawes. What the hell was that about? I guess it's about not trying... You know what? This is surprisingly present. Prescient. Because I, I think I'm trying to convince someone not to just think of everything in, as black and white, as as a... Um, by... Binary. Binary, uh, in a binary fashion. And I've been saying a lot of this this week, actually. Because um, this is the week, we're recording this the week of the Westminster attack that happened earlier this week. And um, as we've seen in previous um, kind of terrorism or Islamic um, extremist kind of actions, um, people always like the easy solution, which is to blame a wide group of people or to just start hating on, you know, all Muslims, Islamophobia, all that nonsense. Um, whereas, you know, nothing is that fucking simple. Mm. People like to look at things extremely simply. Um, no, when, definitely, it's when easy. When really it's not, nothing is that simple. Yeah. Nothing in the world is that simple. And um, in order to get anywhere, to, to, to win this battle that we're on, as a society or whether it's as a government or whatever, I think we have to be smarter than them and yeah, yeah. think of life in all its complexities and learn how to how to navigate around that because i think that's the next step in our evolution is learning how to fucking navigate around these incredibly complex issues in a mature and intelligent manner so yeah the chorus here make a compromise and i'll look past the lies and don't just call it black and white Make sure it's watertight. I'm not sure. I think yeah, it falls down there. Yeah, I was going to say, you're doing a really good job of hiding some very teenage wanksty lyrics. <laughs> like, with some beautiful, beautiful ideas. And then, don't make sure it's not watertight. I was like, oh, you've... No. Yeah, it's too strict. It gets too strict there. <coughs> you should be a bit more lenient. It doesn't have to be watertight. Ideas are what we're after. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, if you look at the bottom of the page, the word dictator is about... It's tiny. It's just squeezed in. One more rhyme. And Dictator. then you realise it was double-sided. <laughs> Rub the rules off of the paper. We can discuss them later. Don't be a traitor, love-hater, dictator. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> what? What, Mike? I just, you know. Didn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just what? I don't get it. I don't. I, what are you? This I've, is. You know, I've been doing sad. spoken word recently, right? Yeah. Last night's show went pretty badly. Oh, I'm sorry, man. So basically, Dan, I've been thinking. Just like you know, give up, basically. <gasps> No, Mike. No, I I do think you're good, man. You got you got some skills. I think you just get a bit carried away with the rhymes sometimes. You 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 try and put. It helps the poem flow. Well, obviously, a poem it's nice if a poem rhymes. Obviously, that's what I'm saying. But sometimes you just sometimes the words you use don't fit the context of the song. It seems like uh, the poem. Sorry, it just seems like sometimes you're just forcing a word in that rhymes that doesn't make. That doesn't fit in, just for the sake of the rhyme. I'm trying to catch the audience off guard, like life does. Yes, but you're also trying to express an idea, you know? And you're trying to tell a story, essentially. But I think you distract from, you know, your really great ideas. Like, you know that song you, know that song you had about uh, the llama, how the llama is endangered and we don't care about llamas? Nobody does. Yeah, and you're like, I know a farmer, he had a llama, yeah. but he caused harm to his llama. Yeah. And then you just... And now he's dead because that's karma. Yeah, which is great. But yeah. then you say at the end, have a banana. And yeah. that, that completely throws off... 
the well, Kit Kat have trademarks, which means I can't say have a break, have a Kit Kat. I'd say well, that a... wouldn't even work. Like, well, it would have been jarring, and it would have conflicted against the rest of the poem. But what I'm trying to say is, have a banana. Yeah, carries yeah. weight. It's a it's an old Cockney saying that they used to add at the end of the songs as a way you finish off a Cockney song, right? <laughs> and you kind of bring up those memories when you say have a banana, and people try to think what's the metaphor there, and you're just confusing people because there's no connection. What there? What's, what's a Cockney? Exactly. See, so where did you even get "have a banana" from? Uh, it's something I came up with completely on my own. So you just wrote "have a banana." Have a banana. It, Originally, uh, it was and what solution? A what solution is that to helping llamas? If you have a banana, it's metaphorical. I knew a farmer who had a llama. He caused harm to his llama, and, and then he died because, because of karma. Have, have a, a banana. banana. Come on, man! I really like, your message was on point until you it, said "have a banana." And, and this one is, is this one here about your relationship. You, right. I know you you broke up with with Lizzie. Lizzie, that's her name. Yeah. Sophie was the previous one. Uh, Lizzie dumped you, and it hurt. Yeah. And we were there for you, man. And don't you, you were. know? So you know, I'm a good friend of yours. I know, I, Dan. I was there for you. You're the best friend. When you were the most, you know, miserable, beaten bo- down, boring broken, person. No boring? one wanted to hang out with you. Boring. Yeah, what? you were boring. All you'd ever talk about was Lizzie. Okay. But I still came over to your house. Yeah, you I did. I made tea, I made you dinner, and we sat you down, did. I let you talk, and I listened. Yeah. And we had really deep conversations, and I learned a lot about myself through that time. Okay. And it was f- it was beautiful, and I really learned to love you a lot. And oh, wow. that, is the en- that is the message, the energy that should be transformed onto your poetry. But okay. then you said, oh, Lizzie... My head's dizzy. You, you were always so busy. No time for me, Lizzie. Hey, Have a Liz- banana. There you go. Why did you sign it off with that? It worked really well in the first one. But even before that, you're like, you were in a tizzy. Hey, my seven up is fizzy. Like, what's, what's the seven up being fizzy got to do with it? The seven up was a metaphor for my inner thoughts. And fizzy was to... What do you mean a metaphor for your inner thoughts? Who's ever going to come to that conclusion? People who read the B-side. I love your work, Mike. I love it. Okay. Okay? You're wicked. Thank you. You're really good. Thank you. But these extra add-ons, it seems just like you're showing off with these flourishes and they don't add anything to your story, mate. Honestly, man, you need... I'm... You can trust me. Okay. Okay, I'm being honest with you. I really think your work would improve if you just shaved off those last rhymes. What, the, the fifth line? Whatever the last rhyme is, it always seems to be the last rhyme. Okay. That just doesn't fit in. And of course, adding have a banana to the end of every... You know, that might be your gimmick. Have a banana might actually work. If that's just your gimmick and I... you make your consistent with that and you add it onto every... But then you had a rhyme. You had a poem all about bananas. Yeah. And you didn't say have a banana at the end. I didn't need to. You said feed your local llama. Yeah. That was about supporting local produce growers. But that was the one poem where you should have actually said have a banana. Because you were promoting bananas the whole time. I like to eat bananas. They even go good in a sauna. Yeah. Like a sandwich. Like I could get that. That was a bit abstract, but I knew you meant sauna. Because you say sani, you went sauna. Fine. Yeah. It was a deliberate misrepresentation of the word sani. Potassium makes you calmer. Yeah. I'm so glad you remember my poems. And then you said, feed your local llama. Yeah. Which just distracted from the theme. And then people were expecting me to say, have a banana. But I didn't. Okay. I guess that's good. That's a twist on your gimmick. Yeah. And if you're consistent with the have a banana and everyone, great. And except for that one, people are like, whoa, they didn't see that coming. Fantastic. Is the poem over? That's cool. Is it over? Who knows? Maybe I need a new gimmick. No, no. Gimmick's fine. Put lime in your Coca-Cola. shave off the last rhyme. They always seem to be unnecessary. I see. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry, man. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I get it. You're creative. I can't really relate with your work. Okay, I work in funeral business, so I don't really know how to even begin relating with... Maybe you should hang out with other poets and talk about this Maybe. Maybe I will. It's fine. I'll, um... Oh, mate, I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's, it's cool. Somebody needs to tell me the <sighs> truth. And I'm glad it's you, Dan. We've been bezies for nearly mean, 20 yezies. Yeah. Oh, are you... Is this a 
light bulb moment. This is off. This is off the cuff. Are you having a bit of a creative flourish You've right been now? Bezies for Go nearly ahead. Start writing. Twenty, start writing. 20 yezies. If only you would be my Raz Bezzy. Okay. Have a banana. Okay. Okay. All right. I can get with that. I have time for that. Because obviously Raz Bezzy is a... It's so, like raspberry. So what are you doing this evening term. anyway, man? What what you got planned this evening? I'm going to a local petting zoo. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They have llamas. And oh. pythons. Uh-huh. Cool. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Is what, this to, like, inspire your work? You're, oh, if I come up with something, I come up with something. You know, creative mind cannot be scheduled. Mm. Mm. You so, like animals, huh? Yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. I mean, what's well, not not to like? They, they're not held by the constraints of humanity. Yeah, there's no rules in the animal kingdom, no, is there? No, there aren't. I mean, I, the, the other day at the petting zoo, yeah, I saw a cow eat a chicken. What? Just straight up oh, You can't do that in humanity. Was the chicken like... Oh, well, it was we can trying eat a chicken. It, it we was can trying eat chickens. it on. We eat cows and chickens. No, it was trying to assault the cow. Oh. So the cow fought back. But if let's say right now I were to try and assault you... You and would, then I eat you. You eat me. You would be punished. Yeah, I would be. The cow receives no punishment. Of, of course, yeah. But why? Of course. Mm. D- mm. Yeah. Think. Mm. Huh. Yeah, you. They have different rules, don't they? Different rules. <coughs> but it's, it's a lot harder to teach a cow a lesson, you know. Ah, uh, well, I won't give up. I'm going to keep throwing chickens into that cow pit. Wait, you, did you throw the chicken in there to start I, with? I clearly stated that. Oh, dude. I might try a hen today. Oh, dude. what? So that's you creating the trouble, man. That's me adding outside stimuli to a situation which is already happening. You're such an anarchist. You just like to shake shit up, don't you? I really do. Pattern interrupt. I do. That's why I left the line, have a banana, out of that third poem. Because I like to mess with the system. Well, I hope you have a good time at the uh, petting zoo. And I'll be at your show later. Thank you. I'll be at your show What about you? Tonight. What are you up to before the show? Um, well, I'm actually... Um, I'm, I'm meeting someone. What's their name? I don't want to lie to you. Her name's Lizzie. Oh! Anyone I know? Yes. It's, it's your Lizzie. Oh! Uh, my Lizzie, as in a different Lizzie to the one that recently dumped me. No, Lizzie. it's it's her. She she really wanted to talk about about you. Actually, well, I met her a couple of weeks ago. She wanted to talk about you, and she knew I'd been spending a lot of time with you, and she wanted to check up on you. Right. And um, and then we met again, and she texted me this morning saying, "Let's just grab a drink in the ice rink." Your heart starts to sink. My eyes, they won't blink. Away from you. Have a banana? No, that ruins it. Oh. The Little Show. The Little Show. London Improv Live. I mean, live. The Little Show. I feel like we've learned a lot tonight. I think we have. About the inner workings of our collective mind. Well, this is about the time of the show where we, <coughs> we wonder what we've learned. Actually, first off, let's squeeze in any plugs. Where can people find you online, Andrew? Oh, yes, thank you. Um, if you are interested in sketch comedy, please do find me and my group, The Pretty Faces, at the underscore pretty faces on Twitter. Yeah. And on Facebook, we're facebook.com forward slash the pretty faces comedy. Um, if you are more into improv, which you probably are if you're into this show. Yeah. Uh, which you should be, by the way, because it's awesome. Thank you. Um, please find my other group called Left Foot First. We are on Twitter at LFF Comedy and we are on Facebook at Left Foot First London. Um, yeah. Pretty Faces run sketch nights about twice a month, so do come to those. They're always free entry, and we get some really, really good acts in. Um, and in Left at First, we gig as much as we can, so do please come and support awesome. us. Awesome, and they've been on the show before, and I'm a big fan. Uh, Wicked, thank you so much for coming on today, brother. Not at all. Thank uh, you so much for having me, man. And let me just quickly plug... Um, you know, the the Lil Show website. Go to thelilshow.com, where you can find all of our links... Uh, including our iTunes links, our Acast link, because we're hosted by Acast. Thank you, Acast, for hosting us. And um, and also our Patreon page. There's a link to our Patreon page at the, our webs- on our website. That's thelilshow.com. Um, I 
really enjoy doing this. I hope you enjoy it too. If if you do, please support us. It's quite cheap. If you can't afford to, then don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. Um, and uh, what else do I need to plug? Follow us on Twitter at the Lil Show. Please be be nice to each other and love each other and think. Have a banana before you d- and have a banana. So uh, what did we learn today, brother? What did we learn? We Where have we learned start? there are a start? lot of animals called Alan. Yep. Uh, we learned about that you can get your tattoos preserved. Yeah. Which, uh, as disturbing as it sounds, I actually quite dig the idea. Okay. And I actually might get a cool tattoo just for that purpose. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, each to their own. It's just not for me, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, be nice to one another. Nothing's black and white. Nothing's black and white. It's sh- that, shouldn't, that- it should be watertight. It, it, uh, well, you, what, whether or not it's watertight is is fifty fifty at the moment. Don't just call it black and white. Uh, no, you say it's black and white, but your plan's not watertight. You complain that tries you might. There's a fading light in yeah, my heart tonight. And don't be a love hater dictator. Yes, uh, please <laughs> don't be. <laughs> <It's so ridiculous. laughs> and and um, journalism is a much easier career to get into yeah, than you might so. think. You can just especially fall about into fifty it. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, big up yourselves. Uh, keep. Keep cool, people. Uh, keep calm and carry on. Bless. Don't let anyone fuck you up because of their stupid agenda. Uh, this is Rodney Carrington with Letter to My Penis. Please Mwah. enjoy. <laughs> See you later. Lil Show out. Peace. Dear penis, I don't think I like you anymore. You used to watch me shave. Now all you do is stare at the floor. I don't like you anymore. Used to be you and me, paper towel. You're listening to K2K Radio.